0: The Tzere Akim is Bechirah. The fact that you have choice, you could make yourself who you want to be, that's your Tzere Melakim. But as has been understood, the Tzere Melakim today only Am Yisrael has. But the answer is, a Goy also has a certain percent of the Tzere elakim, Since he has mitzvahs of Shiva mitzvahs ben seven mitzvahs, so therefore a Goy has Bechirah in the seven mitzvahs ben Enoiah. In other words, it is called Selim, There's a difference. Nasa Odem nu. does goyim also have. kim that only after when a becomes he then he gets the higher level of Tzelem al But there's a lower level which is called Selim alone, the potential. And that Tzelem also is a certain Tzelem a certain extent, but not the way the same. Because of that, it's limited only to the seven meters and That's the Bechiri of a goyim. Of course, That's not, you could take it one point further. It has even a to become a yid, to receive the high selem which is Avramovino, every ger, every convert. So, the question, what? Obviously, the lower selem has enough choice. This is a little bit not. Yes, every guy has a potential to become a yid. Do you know, theoretically, let me tell you a story, would whoever would believe that, imagine Hitler after he finished his job, after the war, ran away, managed to escape, and managed to impress three Orthodox Reboni. He says, I want to become a Ger-Zerek. I messed up, I did so much harm for the Jewish people, I want to become a Jew. Imagine they accepted him, and he became a Yid. Then they have to love him. You have to love him, you have, to love him. You have to mess on the girl. Because a Ger is a, Ger is a Ger who converted, is like a child who was just born. Now, is that shocking? Is that shocking, right? But history proves that it was such a story. History proves that we had a Hitler in the Bayes region called Novus Radon. called Radon called And then when he realized what he had done, and he wanted to rectify what did he do. He ran away, he left everything, and his guy became again, got converted. Now, what happens that guy, that Novus Radon? He killed... Tens of thousands of Jews, as the Gemara tells the story over there. And then he became a Jew. A minute later, he became a Jew, became a new being, he had to love him after a You couldn't even came, keep responsible response to what he did in the past. It was a totally different thing. Should he be accepted or not? That's a different issue. But obviously, if he accepted him, he became a Ger. So you see what the potential of a man is. You take a, a murderer as a Hitler who destroyed the Bessamikdash, and if he chooses that Salam al which he had, that he had the Bechira to become a yid, recognize it. He becomes he made himself into a total new being that he has to be loved by all the Jews. Can you see what koyach a Bechira is? We yidden, no matter how much we had messed up, but we've always been a kelchai, we we're always Jewish children, with the Banukhat of Baruch Hu, if you use the choice to make Tshuva, how much love do you become? And that's actually what the Rambam says. What is about Shiva? Emesh, yesterday, he was sonu mishukat He was disgusted, he was hated, he was, he was disgusted, despised. Hayomi, did Shiva become ohu vnechmod, becomes loved, becomes precious, becomes takudash Baruch, How does it become? Because that's, that's, that's Bechira. That's choice. If this Nevuzradam became a tzaddik and he had to be loved, you could see the unbelievable, Koyach, which bechira chavshes says in a person, is this nevuzrat, that hitler becomes an idiot. You have to love him. As yid, any moment you become a bal you have a total new personality. Next question. Answer. We don't, we,
1: don't, we can't go into this. This is the creation of Hashem. There's not, nothing. We don't even know how our finger works. We don't know how our eyes work. How, how, do, how do How do you move your finger?
0: That wasn't his question. That wasn't his question. I don't know. Question was What was the question? question. The question you... wasn't. His... The was question? Question, question, question is what makes it even to be and What makes? Because that's b'chere chavshes. This is you. If I ask, who are you? The, your body is not you. This is Kodesh body. The neshama is not you. Who are you? Why should you be responsible? Neshama gave me a body, an animal, a gave me a Who are you? You are the ruach, the koyach haboicher, the power of, of 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 choosing. Who do you want to be? Do you want to listen to Kodesh Baruch or not? That's what makes Reuben to be bad. Neshima to be good. Reuben chose to be bad. and Reuben chose to be good. That makes it. No outside factors. No power. No force. He wanted to be. And whenever there is a situation, that's a very important point, whenever there is a situation where the situation forces a person to be over and beyond his ability to choose. It's like a, a tinek shenishba. No way can he choose. It's being brought on his forum, the Arbenachar brings us specially that when a person is forced to go into a certain thing which is beyond his Bechira, Hashem is almost bringing him back to a level of Bahira he should be able to snap out of it. And by the way, this is one of the things, the way I, am, I interpret, we have, we have seminars, we have beautiful books, beautiful things. Since, as we explained this morning, that every Jew is a candidate to do tshuva, and every Jew has to do tshuva, some Jews, look like, we're of doing tshuva, what does Hashem do? He brings them to situations, that unbelievable situation, that we don't understand how come he doesn't do chuva. So why does he get such a gift? He comes to the seminar. How many times I have people coming to the seminar, says you proved to me, man, any doubt? And it's beautiful, and I know it, and I know it's true, and I know it. But, but, but I'm not willing to give up my lifestyle for that. Now he was a boiker. Till now he was a simple onus. He was a victim of circumstances, of his parents, of society. But since he's a candidate to the Chuba, because Boku brings them back to a situation that he gives them to equal chance of bechir, because every person must have a bechir. Yes.
1: So what's the question? The question is: uh, is, is it that way? Is it, it, does a person always have a level of free choice? Is it greater? A person always has a level of free choice, but but there are there are there are there are times, special times, there are some people who get special help, but of course a person always has a level of free choice. But there but there are of course there are like you say like like um like a parent. Sometimes he showers a special uh, special. Uh, Ah, special love, special matana that he that he that he's able to to to, to be closer to Tzvi. But everything's is in the Hashem's pattern. Don't forget that all these times, especially a Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, it's part of the pattern of Hashem. It's not something that comes by surprise. It's a pattern that a Rosh Hashanah comes and Yom Kippur comes. This is part of our life. Our life is built with Rosh Hashanahs, Yom Kippur, with Pesach, with Shavuot, with Sukkot, with friends, with surprises, with all kinds of different circumstances. And because Hashem, because we know that Hashem wants us to do children, Hashem is always helping us and always stretching out his hand and always pushing us. And this is Hashem's pattern. Before, when it's a time, you take you use the right way. You get more if it's Absolutely, time. absolutely. From Sarah Agra. But we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, the Fum Tsara Agra. If it's harder, if it's more difficult, if there's more mysterious nefesh, there's more dedication, you get a greater schar. More than the greater schar. Even the impact is greater, it's deeper, it's, it's it's it holds
0: longer, of course. But then to answer further to your question, sometimes Hashem not sometimes, all the times Hashem wants us to do it. <speaking in> Bamois <Hebrew> doesn't want we should die as a Rosha. Hashem <speaking in Hebrew> wants us to become Balchubas. Sometimes to become a full pledged Balchuba is beyond the ability Alessa Koshboku is approaching us like a serial symbol, Chiva gives us. And the issue is not did you do Chiva serial every one of us does Chiva Keeper. Kippur. Do you know, does do, do, do anyone of us know how, does anyone doesn't do Chiva and Kippur? We've all done do chiva, do chiva and Kippur. We've all done Chiva And occasionally, when Hashem brings us into a situation, that was Hashem's gift. Where we come into the picture after that, how much had we maintained what Hashem gave us? How much homework we do after that? And you know, sometimes Hashem goes beyond, just like the Yitzhak horror sometimes knocks us over our head, beyond our wanting to be there, all of a sudden by surprise. And you just you can't fight it back. Same thing Hashem is giving us also, sometimes it's horrors, uh, uh, Now, I'm saying it to the Tachos for the seminar. People always ask, and I know it for experiences, and this is for Hashem, all semester, try secular Jews and for Freyam Yidin. We had a wonderful weekend, we got opened up, we got awakened, we make commitments, how can I know, how can I be sure? And all that. So when people walk home from the seminar with with, uh, with a commitment everything, is that you was it your It was almost not Yubahira. Be because we are good people. Basically, we're all good people. Basically, we all want to be good. Basically, we are intelligent people, but we are confused. We are down we're in the hands of the of our own yechiurah, and it comes to the seminar, just opens up the eye. We see the beauty of it, and it's almost not a How can you let it go? It would be absolute fool not to take advantage of it. So when you walk home now tonight, all high and all aloof and all excited, talking to the family, you think, now, well, next seminar, you're going to fill them up. You're going to bring, you're going to bring, 30 people are going to bring. Everyone thinks they're going to fill up seminars, but next time you're going to do just like that. If you don't do good advertising, just like that. It fizzles out. There where you be here, it comes. You're not going to get too much. You get reward. You come to the seminar. Fine, Baruch Hashem. But the real success of a seminar is, how would you be in a month from now? Will you make your homework? Will you listen to your tapes? You're going to keep you excited? You're going, to, you're, going to you're going to transform? You're going to keep you sheer? Will you finish your 40-day quarantine and you're extending it to see how great it is? And I must say, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem we have sm- quite, quite a lot of, lot of success stories from our seminars, from seminars where not only Ben Odom Lemokam Le became elevated, Ben Odom Lemokam, Beautiful families, beautiful people helping others. I mean, unbelievable. people. Some people I don't even know. People say, you know, it changed. The seminar changed his whole outlook on life. became different. And how many times I get compliments from, from ladies who say, my husband is different man, or he says, my wife has a thinking different family, children. The main thing, your choice will come in after the seminar how much homework you make, how much money. That's actually the appeal. You're going home. Pick yourself up tapes, and there is more tapes. You should be involved. Now, when all of a sudden you stop listening to music, stop listening to Goish music, which is, we don't know how much harm it does. It's unbelievable harm it does. Unbelievable harm. Hearing talk shows, all these things, all of a sudden you're disconnecting yourself. You have, to, you have a, lot of, a lot of time now. What are you going to do? Instead of it, you have to get hooked on Yiddishka. And one thing which I will tell you, a man, most of us, when we have this... Problems, it's actually almost an addiction. It's very hard to disconnect from addiction. And there's a saying, addict always remain an addict. Doesn't the only thing which we could do, we could just harness a shift, channel the addiction to Yiddish God, to excitement of Yiddish God. Become addicted to hearing tapes. Become addicted to, 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 to read the rights for him, to write essays, to do things, to reassure him. If you get addicted on that, you definitely are safe. This is the most important thing. That's a relationship with Akudosh relationship with Yiddish God. Yes? You have a child who, for example, has adopted and they don't care. That. I don't care if I don't I don't care if I don't have How do you respond to such a child? How do you feel when you can see it? Go on, go on. It's a sad question. No? The question was. What do you do with the child who doesn't want to die? How old is the child? Ten years, old. Ten years old. It's a very hard question. But one of the things, the first thing is, we have to set an atmosphere at home, a calm, relaxed, loving atmosphere at home. The first thing, we have to calm, we have to have a calm atmosphere at home. The child, you should be a role model to the child. Talk a lot to the child. First calm down the child, there should be Tranquility. Now, if you brought a child down to tranquility, this calmness, don't have a direct confrontation about davening. But non directly, you start speaking about in general, like telling stories, what davening means. Davening is discussing with Akudish Baruch Hu. Like one of the things is being told a child that doesn't want to make a bracha, doesn't want to make a bracha. So... So he tell a story. What does it mean saying a bracha? You say a bracha. Kodesh B'oches is listening to a bracha. Kodesh B'oches says a main. Kodesh B'oches is involved with Tiranik's kisa'kovet, with the tzaddikim, with the bezen shemal of everything. All of a sudden, this little yankel makes a bracha. Shachakoni a bitvorah, and Hashem says, Shh, "Everyone, be quiet." He comes down. The whole bezen shemal everything which goes up, the whole ganer gets cut. All the tzaddikim get cut. Who says yankel made the bracha? And Hashem, in all the bezen shemal, says a big omen. A child's story in an excited way, only if you believe in it, because this is really true. Now, if you're a role model, if you're talking about it once, twice, for most of the time, the child eventually is going to start davening. But to yell and scream and force and punish and everything, the child's going to hate davening. Going to hate davening. And I could tell you from experience that some Lebedinger children who really, they haven't got patience to daven, especially if the boys, and they have a few friends, a few boys, one extra siblings, and the Lebedinger have everything to kick around. I had seen a situation <coughs> where... They were suggested, lay off, lay off. Let them daven as much as they want, but don't make davening an issue that he should always hate. And as they're going to grow up a little bit in other areas and they're going to serious themselves, they're going to start davening on their own. But the main thing is first to set the whole setting in the house should be in a tranquil setting, in a loving setting, in a peaceful setting. Then we could start talking about it and educate them to bring him to coach them into want to daven.
1: I don't know exactly what to tell you, what to do. I can tell you what not to do. <laughs> First of all, uh, when, 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 we, when we react, it's very important to know that our reactions are in our our, our concepts and our ideas, and then our, what we do, what we say. I think that we have enough seichel to know that that to convince our children, let's say a child doesn't want to have let's as a marshal, that to tell them and to convince them as a bad boy is destructive. This we know. This... Uh, there are many people who maybe that once didn't know this but today we know that we have to have patience and if we keep on we convince him that he's, that, he's, that he's bad so well he decides he's bad and if he's bad if I'm a bad boy a bad person is allowed to do a lot of things which a good person is allowed to do if I'm a bad boy I could do other things also I could be chutzpahlik etc etc now this we know that to tell the child that he's bad is destructive but we don't know that to think in our deep mind that our child is bad is equally, maybe more destructive. The big problem is that we, that many many parents, see a little eight-year-old, 10 ten-year-old village davenin, and we, in our in our mind, I had to tell me the He has he has he has a, has a, has a neshama me, He has he has unclean neshama. I once heard this from a parent. I, I I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. A child running around. He doesn't. You know why he doesn't want to daven? Because his the is tummy. I, I, I just didn't believe it. Uh, <clears throat> uh, really, besides the fact that psychologically, we have no idea how, how our children pick up. But what we think about our children, and, and our deep impressions of our children, is more important than we tell our children. Now we have to realize that a 10-year-old is a 10-year-old, Safka is a 10-year-old, we're not supposed to pressure him. Life is ahead of life is ahead of us. not not for nothing. Akodesh bochul told us that until thirteen years he's not royal lechinuch. Of course, we have to do as much chinuch as we have to do as much as we can. But this problem comes up very often with our first child. Now, our second child we got used to already. Now, our first child is, is our whole life. Now, when he's five years old, he's a big boy. Our second child, five years old, is a baby because our big boy is seven. Our first year old, five years old, is a Gansa match. And seven years old, is already a Godel. And 12 years old, is a a Rashka Bahag. And he runs around and plays with dolls with his little sister. And we, we just sign him off. And it's a terrible mistake. It's a terrible mistake. We have to have patience with these children. I want to tell you a little story. I don't know if it's relevant to, to what you're telling me. My oldest little boy, today, Baruch Hashem, he, he brought me three eight so far. He's already, he's married, has three children but <coughs> this goes He's Baruch Hashem 25 now When he was two and a half I was a proud Tati my first, my first boy My Bukhar And I taught the, the, the baby He was two and a half That when he goes to the bathroom He should say Asher And he was two and a half years old And he said Adam Yotzer Word for word Till the end Word for word And I can't tell you How proud I was Baruch Hashem What happened Days went by the child wouldn't go to the bathroom. He just wouldn't go to the bathroom. Because it was such a, it was such a, 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 pressure. a pressure for him. And I see, he's if he's, he's jumping. He's, I say, Yankel, you, you have to go to the bathroom. No, you don't have to say Ashios and him not to the bathroom. You say, It's very beautiful to have a lot, you know, he's saying Ashios and I was proud and my, my parents were proud and proud, the Annie o'clock and the Zadia and the Zaydi, and this afternoon, everyone was proud. It's not so simple, you understand. Give the child time. Give the child time. The same thing a 10 year old. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Sometimes a child doesn't have, and I don't want to say I don't want to be too explicit because he's a smart child. He doesn't know what it's all about. He's not willing to do something which which, which doesn't make sense to him. But one thing I can tell you what Rabbi Tabas, I just want to emphasize it. It's always good to talk to children. It's always good to talk to children. You don't have to see right away, but the, the more we talk to our children, our biggest problem we don't have time for our children. My wife's my wife is Zangazoom, she's a teacher. My wife is a teacher. And so sometimes she discusses problems. She comes home and she says, What do I do with a girl that spoke with terrible chutzpah? So I say, what do you do? Tomorrow you take a scissor and you cut off her tongue. So she says, no, that's not what I meant. I said, what did you mean? What did you mean? You meant how to punish her. She says, yes. Did you teach her? You're punishing her. Did you teach her? Did you ever teach her not to talk chutzpah? Did you ever teach her what it means a teacher, what it means a what it means means derecheres? She's supposed to take for granted. You never taught her. You never discussed with her. But you wanna, so she talks chutzpah so You wanna punish her. What punishment? Is it onish? Is it onish? And the child doesn't want to daven, so what punishment should he get? Did we teach him to daven? Did we ever tell him how beautiful it is to daven? Did we ever, did we, did we teach him the words? Did we teach what baruch atahashim and the means? Did we discuss it with him? Why should, why should he want to daven? Maybe because he has a little seichal, doesn't want to talk like that. Let us teach our children. But again, the first thing, what's most important, let's not write them off. Let's not write them off. Not when they're 10, and not when they're 15, and not when they're 20, not when they're 18, not when they're 20, not when they're 22. Let's not write them off. And not when they're 25. Life is very long. It's not hard to teach a leg a kid not to be chutzpitz to you because because don't let me tell you something. You understand English? Yeah. Huh? You should know that in Yiddish, the greatest emis, the greatest the is emis. The way to catch someone, is, there's nothing like the truth. If you want to fool somebody, tell them the truth. The truth is the truth. Don't be afraid of the truth. The truth is that that, that you're a father. Does the mitzvah of a Avim? How commanded it? That's the truth. Now, man, and he's going to think that I have Nagiyas, that I want because of myself. You, yeah, you have Nagiyas. But, you have Naguizh, but the, if you wouldn't have Nagiyas, would you tell him the truth anyways? Would you tell him the truth? Would you teach him the Torah? Tell him the truth. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Tell him the truth. The truth is that it's a mitzvah in the Torah. because Koros commended it. It's their akhiratz. It's good. It's correct. What are you afraid of Nagiyas? Nagiyas doesn't mean anything. If you know in yourself that if I wouldn't be with my Nagiyas, I wouldn't care if it's Chutz I wouldn't care if I'm his father, I wouldn't care if he's ever allowed a Torah, do. I don't care if those are allowed a I just want it to be nice to me, then you got a problem. You got a problem. But if it's Ange Mishtok, the whole thing is so what? What? It's, it's not natural. It's, it's natural. I'll, I'll prove it to you. Because when you see your neighbor's child talking Chutz to his father, it bothers you. You have no Nagiyas, it bothers you. This is not Yiddish, but And it's negative. It's natural. It's natural. It's not Nagis.
0: On the contrary, I think you're making a mistake, it's niggas. It's not Nagis to begin with. A normal, natural father is not getting angry if the child is because you were to me. Because a child, you can't expect a child to make you a similar chance. You can't expect a child. He's a four, five-year-old child. <coughs> what are you expecting of him? He's expecting of him to perform as a child supposed to exit. So when he, he's performing a chutzpah, he gets hurt. It's so not because you got hurt. Because your child is chutzpah. It's not an a gear. A child should never feel, you should never be in a competition with your child. You're your child. It never takes anything away from you. When you hurt hurt, his is not because you got hurt. Can a four-year-old child insult you? He can't insult you. He's a child. It's not an a gear to begin with. It's a mistake.
1: It's the actual, this is what you want to perform as a child. That's your chinuch of your child. I, I, I suggest, I tell this to parents, I suggest, the mice, the mice we, don't, we, we, we don't know how to cope with these problems. We don't know how to cope with these problems. The, child, some, the children that steal. Children that steal. Big problem. It's a big problem. Some people don't know what I'm talking about, but those that know what I'm talking about know that it's a big problem. Children that steal from mommy's pocketbook. It's a big problem. Children that steal from other people. Children that take a talk to chutzpah Children that, children that do things, all kinds of, all kinds of things they shouldn't do in private. What do we do? How, how, do we, how do we teach them? Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of ways of approaching this problem. My, my personal opinion is to use what says in Chazal, Barasi Yitzahara, I created the Yitzahara, Barasi Torah Tavan. I say that if you take a child, let's take a, a child that has a tendency to take things don't belong to him. It could be seven years old, but he knows how to read. You open up, a posik, you open up a Chazal, you open up a Sefer, and you teach him in a form of learning Torah. In a form of Torah, this has a very strong impact. First of all, this Gula of Torah, because Torah is fire. If you teach a child, Hilchah's Kibber you'll see it'll work wonders. Try it. Teach a child, Hilchah's But not, not find the Halakha, that you know, he did the thing that, that was what I'm talking about. No, The child will change in Try it. And by the way, if you teach yourself you'll be Muhammad Your parents also better. I once, there was once a, um, a bantshuva came through with tears in his eyes. A younger man, a fine younger man. He was he's a year and a half, and he came with tears in his eyes. And he says, last night it was last night it was, uh, it was on Sunday. He said, I got up in the middle of the night and I was you know I was what happened to me, and I went to the bathroom and without I opened the light. What should I do? I need a Kapur. Now, it's not so simple when you, to, to get to, to have... To, to, I mean, it's a shaila which, which, you, which you, ask, you have to ask learned people, not people like myself. But I took the liberty to answer. I told him, if you want a Kapur, do what I say. Make yourself a Seder for the next two weeks to learn 10 minutes a day. Hilchis is Shabbat. Why did I say that? First of all, I had in mind a chazal. Chazal tell us, odom If a person deserves to be killed in, to Hashem, so first of all, I felt that the most important kapora is to learn Torah. But more important, this person has a is has, has, there something weak about about Shabbos? Now, when you get at midnight, when I get up at midnight, I don't open the light. Even though we're, we're completely, because we're keeping Shabbos for, Baruch Hashem, for tens of years, and it's in our blood, and it's part of us. So even when you're sleeping, you, don't, you, you remember that it's Shabbos. But by him, Shabbos was, was weak, obviously. And this is what strengthens him. If I learn Hilchas Shabbos, this will inject into his blood appreciation for Shabbos. And I say, this is for children. And one thing I can tell you, the Bruce used to say, the Gemara says that he used to say a medicine, every medicine that helps has a side effect. This medicine has no side effects. It's not gonna harm. <laughs> it's not gonna harm. If you teach a child of it's not gonna harm. harm. The stipend used to say, I'm quoting the stipend used to say, it says, if you want to machan children, study with them siferi musim. And children means eight years old, nine years old, ten years old. We don't teach our children. We just punish them. We punish them, we punish them. Why, why are you this, why are you this? All we do is punish them. That's all we're interested in, punishing and punishing and punishing. We don't have time to teach them. We don't teach them because we don't have time for them. We don't have time for them. If we'll teach them, we'll see that it'll be different. If a mother would 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 open up her heart, but you know why you, it's, you find it hard to tell your child about Davening. Let me tell you why. Because you say to yourself, when I teach my ankle, you say, you say, now, if Rabbi Talbot would teach him what davening is, it would be gewaldig. So now, what, what would Rabbi Talbot say to my ankle? Or Rabbi Talbot, or any rabbi? What should I say? Let me tell you what you should say. You should teach your child what you feel. Don't teach him what he should be taught. Don't teach him the right thing. Teach him what you know. Teach him what you know. That's all. Why do you daven? Obviously, you. <laughs> We're not stupid. If you dive, and you have a reason for it, tell them your reason. Yeah, but that's not enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's a big issue. Explain what you feel. Explain what you understand. And many times, people come to me. What do I do about? Someone comes to me, this and this and this question. What do I answer? So I tell him, do, "Do you know the answer to the question?" She says, "Well, for myself, I know." That's what you should tell them. That's what you should tell him. Don't tell him my answer. But what I'm going to tell you, do you want to tell him? I'll tell him. What you tell yourself, tell him. You daven, tell your child why you daven. You'll see how your child will open up. And have patience. Yes, and diamonds, but I just want to add one thing. I just want to add one thing. halakhically yeah. halakhically I don't want to talk Musa. You're saying Hashkof I want to say halakhically If a child gets locked, gets locked in the bathroom on Shabbos, let's say you know something. The thing. halakhically the Gemara says be susa et sakanta. A child that's 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 afraid is a sakonet pekuch nefesh. she's supposed to break the door down. It's a halachically the life. You let a lucky child into 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 a room. If he's afraid, if he's afraid, sometimes. Just, I just to add this. It's not so simple. I would just <laughs> like
0: to add a practical advice which Rup Shimshin just mentioned, which is very common. Some children have a tendency to stealing, Stealing from mommy's pocketbook and stealing from candies from when they're supposed to. Now, where does it really come from? I just would like to give a very practical advice. When you raise your child... And prohibiting your child from certain areas or certain situations, depriving him something which he wants. And you raise him in a way that everything is concealed, you're not supposed to know where this is, we're not supposed to they should haven't got access to things. You actually the child wants it. The child wants it, but you're not giving it. And the child goes to Khadi, the child goes to school, the child says children have, children have money, you never have money. You want to be a child, you shouldn't have money in his pocket, whatever reason it is. That's your that's your philosophy. And he goes to Haydn, children have money today, unbelievable, children have money. I've done an everyday mincha in the in, in in town with Torah, and I see it, they go with to Pushkin, children put in quarters and dimes and nickels, I just wanted 10, 11, 12, years. where to take the money every day to put in. Children have money. Certain parents, feel they have their Rosh they shouldn't have around money, they don't give the money. So what happens? The child doesn't want to be different than the others, and actually you're bringing the child to the temptation to want to steal. Now, you could impose your Rosh they shouldn't have money, but it has to be in a different way. When you run a home from early age, let's say there's candies, there's cookies, there's this, should never be concealed, never be healed. It's chargeable, there it is, it's available. But, Yuchinachis, Shabbos we have candies. middle of the week we don't have candies. And the candies are laying there. And I know from practice, my wife is a very good Mechanechus in this area. I didn't get this kind in home because we were boys and we were living in, in, in time of the Holocaust and after the Holocaust. And anytime we had something in Sweden think we would have grabbed it right away and eat them because we were raised in a different thing. where well, they were raised in America. Everything is available. And I was almost like I used to tell my wife, you're not afraid to let all the Swedes, all the candies and all the things right there. She says, no, no, let it be there. Let the child know you're not supposed to take, but it's available. And Shabbos, you're going to get it. You don't <coughs> give a reason for a child to want to steal if a child sees he's being trusted, you're a member of, you, of, you, of the family and this is there and this belongs to Shabbos and this is Monday going to get this and Tuesday going to get this, you must, get, you must respect your child. Your child has to feel that he's respected, you trust him. And sometimes when he, when he takes something which is not, uh, you explain it, you explain it, you, explain it, you bull, bull, are of it, it's not a It's Arafat is he doesn't become attracted to steal. I'm just taking the practical level. I think when, I'm not talking about the child who's already stealing what you do. But it's very important not to run a strict home to the point, because, and by the way, I think that was the advice of the Chofetz oh. Chaim. There's a lot of loches the child's not supposed. And they say the Chofetz Chaim was very lenient. They let the children, let the children sit any place, it wasn't mocked, don't get up. It, was, it has to be a relaxed atmosphere, not strict, not strict. <laughs> Especially in our time, and some one other thing which we have to know. If you live in a town, you're alone. If children alone, you could actually mold the child whenever you want. Yet they're not living alone anymore. Your child goes to Haider, your daughter goes to school. And every child has not one teacher, has 30 teachers. Depends how many children he has in school. The child from kindergarten till the Hasana, he's exposed to so many, so many different cultures and influences and lifestyles, you wouldn't believe how much. And if this child, you run a strong, strict home, and he can't get things, And you're right, but you don't do it. The child must get his way because he's actually induced by by his friends, by society, by his culture, which we're not even aware. That's a problem in Chinach. And to counter this problem, the child shouldn't be confused about so many different influences of all the friends, especially one of the things which I would like to discourage. People, they want to get a little bit... uh, vacation of the children, and it became also very uh, stylish, you take 11, 12, to go over, sleep overnight by friend's house. You don't know what you're exposing your child to. Why shouldn't you have a good friend? You want to get up, the friend comes to sleep here, and you go down to sleep there. I'm speaking from practical, from practice, how much trouble this head brought on already? By going around in families, and sleeping there, and sleeping here, bringing the child here, bringing the children there, you're losing sight and control over your child. You don't know to what extent it's enough that you have to expose the child to the, to the age of, of, of schooling, to the age of camping, and you're doing it even, even more. So one of the things to counter that the child shouldn't get mixed up with the multi, multi messages which he's getting, it he he shouldn't get confused, it's a they don't get confused in sugar. is to have a very open dialogue at home, to have an open communication with your children. Your child should never be afraid to express himself whatever is on his lung. It should talk and talk and talk and talk. Have time for your child. Make him talk. Pull it out. The immediate to when a child does not share with you his personal experiences, he picks up yeshiva and cheder in school. It's a red flag. It's a problem there. He's not comfortable with you, and he's getting influence there, and then, then, then that's a problem. You have to make sure there should be a fluent communication, fluent. The child should come home. You should be all there to listen to what the child has to say. If you're quiet, I'm on the phone. I have no time for your business. And you're nervous. The father is nervous. The daddy's is nervous. you have no time to listen. The child gets locked up, and he has his communication totally different places. And then all of a sudden, year, two years, three years, you don't recognise the child. You don't know where it came from because you were not listening. We have to pick up the early warnings right in the beginning. Let him plop, Let him talk. And by the way, if you pick up this suggestion which we gave in the seminars, that you stop reading and listening and things. By the way, you have more time too. Your child becomes your friend. You have more time to communicate, more time to speak, more time to talk. You have to make sure when the father comes home from, from, from work, I'm mean giving it for the man's side, don't bring the entire tension, don't bring the entire pressure of your business into the house. If it takes that you have to go into a kosher deli and to take a piece of cake and coffee to calm yourself down and come home all relaxed and calm and smiling. You shouldn't have to immediately sit down by the, by the supper table and eat. The children should be quiet. If you could make sure that when you come home, the first half hour, you forget about your business, you forget about your pressure, if you're really hungry, as I told you, pick something up and eat before. And the same thing is also for the mother, before your husband comes home, make sure they're not fully pepped up, that you relax. That your first half hour, when the husband comes home after days of work, there should be patience to each other, communicating. Every child should come, here is my homework, here is my desk. Have all the patience to listen. That's the most important thing. If you have the first half hour, this peaceful reunion, family reunion, every night, the rest of the night is totally different. The child has to feel that a mother and a father is a friend beside being parents. A friend who is not afraid to express anything. And if a child did something wrong, it says it to you, now I can't overlook it because it was something wrong, but you have to make a big, big issue. I'm very, very proud of you. I'm very, very appreciative. the fact that you told it to me that your a like MS, you really from one hand you did it wrong, but on the other hand you deserve a medal for your modela like MS to make a big issue. You didn't lie, you came forward in tell it, nor college the child should come, let it do it again. Yes?
1: I, I, it's, very hard, it's very hard to, to answer in, 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 the, in, in the overall terms. but
0: yeah, I, you, can, you can't say the reasons. You can't say the reasons you can't say. It's nothing wrong when children know that we have a certain standard in our family, we have our roots in our family, for the right reasons we have been raised. Nothing wrong with that. But us, when we wanted something from our parents which my parents didn't want to give me. My mother didn't want to give it to us. I mean, it was not so much mine. It was my younger sisters, which were born in America. And they wanted all the friends and all customs and all things. And they wanted it. And my mother used to say, It's not appropriate for you. I know my daughter. I'm going to give you a personal experience. Uh, my daughter comes home at the age of 12, learned, learned in New Square, in, in a wonderful time in school, and everything comes home. And she tells me, there's a play in Mansi in Beis Roche. It's a wonderful school. Is a play for girls. Can I go? Can I go? Now, what's the question? What's the question? So when the child comes to me and asks, if it's a logistic question about the timing of sleeping and eating, she wouldn't ask me. She would ask the mother. That wasn't my department. But if my 12-year-old daughter comes and asks me, obviously it wasn't like an Ashkofer child. Because the mother says, as far as I'm concerned, you could go. But if you should go to Muncie to a play, to other school, it's an issue of Ashkofer, yes or no, it's Expose whatever it is, go ask daddy. So she comes to ask me. Now, what, how do you respond? Do I know, I'm a mashgiach? Do I know what it is? It's, I'm sure it's a kosher play. It's no question it's a kosher. It's a kosher school. It's a kosher school. If I would live in Muncie, probably I would send my children. Basically. Why not? So what, what's the question? Why are you asking me? So obviously the child Ask me. Now, if the child says, I want to go to school, I want to go to the play, everyone is going to the play, I would tell her, go. I like it or not, I wouldn't deprive my child. It's a kosher play, everyone is going. I don't want to, work, to grow up with, with inferiorities, with complexes we don't give. But if the child comes and asks already the question, should I go, not can I go? He says, should I go? Is it appropriate for me to go? So obviously, I, yeah, the child already has an Oshkofer question in her mind. So he doesn't believe it. So he says, tell me, why do you want to go? Why, what's the question? If it's kosher, of course it's kosher. Tell me why you want to go. You want to go because you're not happy? You're you better. you wanna fulfill the time? Or you want to, why do you wanna go? She says, no, I'm very happy. If You're not gonna go, nothing gonna miss. So what's the question? Why should you wanna go? So because everyone is going, she says, wait a minute, just because everyone is going, you have to go, you have to do what everyone is doing. Tomorrow, who knows, they wanna go, who knows where you also wanna go? Because everyone wanna go you have to go, or you wanna go because you enjoy it because you're missing it. She says, no, I'm not missing it, so why wanna go because everyone is going? She says, no, if everyone is going, you don't go because of that. So, but why is everyone yes going? So do you know why the play is made? Because unfortunately, many girls are not happy with themselves. They want, they want enjoyment, they want entertainment. So they want to go to the library, they want to go to a kosher movie, they want to go here, and we don't let them go. We don't want them to go. So we have to give them kosher entertainment, so we have to make a kosher play. So here are many kids who are very not happy with themselves. They want to have kosher entertainment. Here is a school needs money, so they're going to make money, and kosher entertainment is being fulfilled. But when you said you're very happy with the way you are, you don't need any entertainment, why should you expose yourself to entertainment? You better discipline yourself, you don't go. You're very happy, stay happy without going. Go sew yourself a beautiful dress, and you spend the night, and you make a beautiful dress to yourself, and you save the money of going to a play. Because when you go just because everyone with nothing wrong with it, you're exposing yourself, you're tempting yourself, you become a part of the style, part of society. So what did I do here? I didn't tell her not to go. And I told her, listen, if you still want to go, still you could go, it's kosher, it's upset. I didn't put them down at all. But I made them to think, this is made for children who are unhappy. Children say, you're not supposed to go to the library. You're not supposed to go the movie. Then give me something. So they gave him a play. But you don't want to go to the library. You don't want to go to the movie. You don't miss the play to begin with. You just want to go because everyone is going. Just don't do what everyone does. Remember that you maintain yourself. Be independent of that. And she decided not to go. It wasn't I told her not to go. She decided. You have to make a child think. You have to make the child understand without putting down the circumstances. Why is there a play? Some girls are very unhappy. They must have plays. They must have entertainments. If you don't have it, don't expose yourself. And so it's with everything. With trips. Now, if some people have to go out to sleep over to friends, how do you explain not to? says, you're very happy at home. You don't miss it, right? So why should you run away from home? We like to be together. Family has to be together. That's the way it should be. We don't understand why people go away. They have fun. They're not happy, whatever it is. But you are happy. We don't have to do what everyone. It's not a style. Maintain. Be a healthy child, and you could explain it positively. Yes.
1: I don't think I I don't think mother's supposed to be a friend to a child. A mother's supposed to be a mother to a child. What Rabbi Tab was saying is not that not that friend. But even as a mother, it's very important that that the mother set up a situation that, that a parent that, that that let me let me just express the Gemara. The Gemara says, La'Ulam al Yatil adam A person should not bring a strong fear in his house. To if it is a situation that that if your wife breaks uh, breaks a crystal vase and she's dead afraid or if your child breaks something and dead afraid this is negative and the Gemara says this brings terrible terrible outcomes in other words of course a mother not supposed to parent to a child but there is, but, but there is to be a situation that a, that a child shouldn't be afraid to open up to a parent a child should be able to tell a parent the problem because, because as Rabbi Tabla said if you want to open up to your parents you'll go to someplace, someplace else now, 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 What happens is that parents they don't know how to speak to the children, and they don't know how to build up the children. Now, as we were saying, you have beautiful hands. Why did why did you steal? In other words, in other words, if 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 you set up a situation that a child knows that if, that if he opens up to his parents, that says you know stands his mother ready, writes him off, etc., etc., then it's very, very, very dangerous. I would like to add uh, two, two more points on, on what was discussed previously. First of all, as Rabbi Talba said, it's, I, I just, I just want to repeat it. We should know, and many of us don't know this, the only safe place for a child is at home. The moment the child walks out of the house, he's in danger. This is something which we must know, we must believe. Many of us don't think so. I don't know how to say it, but I, I believe... That parents don't—that 99% parents don't ruin the child. Even a mother of us, a and many of us know what that means. And even sometimes mother and father scream at each other. That's not. Children have a very hush of understanding. I'm not saying to do it, but that's not how it's going to ruin the child. What's going to ruin the child is his neighbor next door. And I'm telling you from experience, parents don't ruin the child. Hakadosh Baruch Hu put this child in this house. If you have parents non-religious, if you have parents, of course parents ruin the child. But parents that mean well, and they have all kinds of outbursts, this is not what's going to ruin the child. What's going to ruin the child is, if the child doesn't, doesn't find a, a happy atmosphere at home, and he doesn't want to be at home, he runs home to get a sandwich, and he goes to his friend's house, this is the most dangerous. And I want to tell you, I know this, I know this from good experience, you don't know the most beautiful friends, you don't know what kind of schmutz they give, they give each other. You don't know. You can't imagine it. You don't know what schmutz, what schmutz, what dirt, they exchange. I think, and I'm telling you, with younger children and especially with older children. I can tell you in my own my own home, I have older boys, I have younger children also. But, you know, the world says, small children, you, you, the clinic came, the helpman of the hand, the grace kind the helpman of the cup. Small children you hold on your hands, and big children you hold on your head. Small children is a small problem. Big children is a big problem. It comes Ben Azmanim. comes Ben I think the most important thing that comes a the the most important thing, that children should feel good at home. Sometimes the Bukhah comes home, and his tattoo says, Gay learn. So what does he say, gay learn. He knows, as long as he, he has no place where to sit in the house. Gay and gay tea, gay tea, gay tea. So he does not play this. sit. He goes out with friends. The street is big, and the street is welcoming. A child has to know that first of all there is what to eat in the house. First of all that there's food in the house. First of all, the refrigerator should be full. The meals should be good. He should feel nice at home. He should have, an, have a happy have atmosphere. His mother should say that she, he should feel his mother enjoys his presence. Because if he doesn't feel good at home, he will go out. And this is true of any age. Of any age. I think it's important, I'm I, I, I think it's important that children have coloring books. Children should have games, as long as they're at home. The most important thing a child could be home. And I don't know if I should say this. It's good for a child to have friends, but he has so he has so much time in cheder. Has so much time in cheder. He doesn't have to come with, with five with five with little little chavodim lach and let him be at home with tati your mommy. Hashem is put him in this house, and this is where he belongs. To sleep out, I don't know. I I don't hold of it. I don't hold of it. I mean, every Tzabas said what he said it's i think it's poison a child is supposed to be in the house and i just want to add one more thing when when the question that was raised how do you how did you tell your children when they said why not etc etc now Rabbi Talbot said what he said and it's it's very it's very very true i want to say something which is a little a little contradiction it's a little contradiction i feel and i think that it's that it's that it's, that, that, that we are able to say the truth we don't have to say the whole truth we don't have to say the whole truth let me bring you a moshul. I remember when I was a little boy, I went to Cheder, and I had, a, I had a chavar, a chavar, maybe I can, I can tell you his name. Uh, he's in, um, whatchamacallit in the, um, he was there in Williamsburg, there's a bus in the Rebbe. He has a, has a shul in in, uh, in Flatbush. His father was a chesidah and he had long pants. My father was a rough in a shul, an al-achayid, baruch Hashem, a adam atchochim. I walked long pants. Ich will pants. Every time I took a haircut, it was a fight. It was a fight. So one time, father sat me down and says, Here's a Realize it. his father is a chasidah His father is a chasidah I was a little boy. His father is a chasidah shereb. I'm not a chasidah I'm not a chassidah He explained it to me. And I understood. I don't know understand, I understood. Now, it's, it's, uh, my parent is afraid to say such a thing to to, to Why is everyone doing this? I I, I, I sometimes I tell my children, I wanna, everyone is going, why, why aren't you going? Why aren't I going? So I say, I don't know if I should say, I, I, I say this sometimes. I said, look, I say, your father is Rabbi Keila. Your father is the rabbi over here. My little, so, my little children want to go to the pool. Want to go to the pool? I'm not interested in children go to the pool, I'll tell you the truth, personally. My little children want a bicycle. I personally don't hold the bicycles. Personally, I don't hold the bicycle. I can tell you why also. The bicycle takes the child way further than you would imagine. When you, when a child has, you know, has a little, has a little, uh, uh a you don't know, I think a bicycle for a child is almost as bad as a car for parents. Almost as bad. Instead, the father knows how to drive, it's a said, the mother knows how to drive, you understand? you don't know, you don't know how far, how far this takes you. A bicycle takes the for child way further than you imagine. So my little says, why is everyone has I I don't have a bicycle. So I say, I say, I don't know if I should say this, I say, I say to my child, look, when you walk into shul, you're the son of the Rev. You're the son of the Rav, they give you cover, you're the son of the Rav, you know? When you would do some mischief, Abbas Rav. So you enjoy being the son of the Rav, right? So if I'm a Rav, you should realize that you have to be different, you have to be. It's the truth. It happens to be the truth. And the child, the child appreciates the truth. Sometimes you're afraid to tell a child the truth. But sometimes, there's nothing more beautiful than the truth. Everyone is doing this. His parents were brought up in such a situation, and this is what's beautiful for them. I was brought up in this situation. For me, this is beautiful. You were brought in my house. This is Hashem put you. For me, this is the truth. I think this harms you. I don't think that I'm better than him. If you, if I, I tell my child, if I think that this harms you, then, then, then then this is, this is what Hashem wants from you. I, 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 I think that we can tell the truth to our children. We can't tell all the truth. Like if the child says, why can't I sleep over in someone else's house? So I'm not going to start telling him all the dangers of sleeping in someone else's house. But I could tell him, you should know that Hashem created a world and Hashem created that children by nature are close to the parents until a certain age. Actually, God who set us up that you're supposed to sleep at home. We love you with us. We want you with us. And this is the way it should be. And to go different is going against Hashem's nature. And you could never know what trouble you get into going against Hashem's nature. I didn't tell him the whole truth, but I told him the truth and many times telling the truth you do you, you, you we we for children sometimes the truth is as an eye opening because everyone has a crush of the truth
0: yes a child who comes home from is being teased around by his friends a child comes home and he complains how do we what do we do? We tell the child, just ignore them. What do you say about it? Or
1: so? It's very, in my opinion, I mean, I have, we, have, we have this every day. I don't, I, don't, I to not I don't really have this problem too much because my children, no one teases my children because they're afraid of me. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously, they're afraid of me. I'm, I'm, I'm an important person, no, for Kim and my children don't tease. My children tease, tease other children. I get complaints. I get complaints. I get complaints against my children. But I do have this problem. The parents come to me that my son does not want to go to cheder. My son doesn't want to go to cheder. parents come to me. My son doesn't want to go to cheder because children tease him. It's a very big problem. So I, I, I don't I don't know if, if there's, there's a, a, a clear cut answer. It depends on the situation. But but I think that this is a, this is something that the problem that you should solve. In other words, many times it can be solved. Let me tell you many, many ways how to be solved. One way to be solved is first of all get to know his parents get to know his parents if you if you make a phone call and without demanding without screaming and being nice about it and apologetic and it, and if his parents are people that could absorb it and you say that the children for some reason are, are you know they don't get along together maybe speak to your little child to Maka, you know uh, you should know it'll help like the, the time, but... if I... many times many times the parent can speak Many times the parent can speak to the child himself. If you be nice about it, and you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't abuse the child, you say, you know, we, you're so, we, we want, we want you to be his friend. So, we love you so much, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You speak to the child. You don't know how. You don't know how it'll help. I think most of the
0: time, let's let's be very practical. That's the way the children go. Every child is teasing. Everyone is being teased, and I was teased, and so on and so on. The problem is not what do we say. How do we deal? The problem is a healthy child. A child with good parents, a child with good self-confidence, does not come home complaining, I have been teased. I remember when I was a kid, there was a particular boy who was raided, he was teasing me away. I don't know, for keen or for jealousy or whatever, it would never dare to me to come to complain to my father my mother. I was teased. Remember, I never could. I had enough self-confidence, I couldn't care the guy teased. Because every child is being teased. I would say something else. If a child already comes home and complaining, I have been teased, is teasing me, it's happening there's something wrong in this child. The child has a low self-image, low self-esteem. Something is wrong. So what do you do? Instead of going to his parents, to the child who is teasing, stop teasing. you can't control it. You know what you do? Take this child out at night for a half-hour walk, put your hands on his shoulder, walk with him and talk to him, and make it a custom to do it one, one week after the other week, and we build him up. He wouldn't mind that he's being teased. That's normal. Children do tease. I'm not saying there's always certain exceptions, or some child may have a certain but again the same thing yes yes
1: I think what the Egyptians said exactly. To be honest and to be truthful. Be truth honest and tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Tell it again. You know Excuse me. You know all the time. No, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. She needs it, and you don't need it because you don't. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Keep on telling the truth. We love you, and we love you, we love you. And it is important. It is important that if you have, especially in such a situation at home, like Be said, it is important that if you if you give a lot of time to give at least a little time to the children. I always say a story, I, we, I grew up in a very healthy home, my parents, my mother was, was, and I always say this story, when I was, I must have been six or seven years old, we lived in Williamsburg on Penn Street, and well, we were a family of nine children, at that time we didn't have nine children, but what had about have? five, six children. I remember my mother, my mother used to, was, was a teacher, Zangazund, was a principal once in Klein Heights, a teacher, I don't know what the kufa that was, my father was working very hard, my father was a, was a, was a, was a principal of the yeshiva the rabbi, the shul, and a and used to run around, I remember one time my mother took me for a walk. I can't forget it. Took me for a walk down to the armory we down after Haywood Street, all by myself, from Penn Street on Marcy Avenue, and took me for a walk. I, I, I don't know how to say it. Is my my bones are warm till this very day. I know she loved. I knew she loved me, but I thought she loved me as one of the family. But that I, that I am a, a personality, a shemshela by her. This I didn't know. And she took me for a walk all by the all by myself. And she spoke to me, and then one time she took me for a banana split, that banana split, I didn't enjoy the banana split by the way, but she took me, took me to buy an ice cream. Now if you, you have to give, every child have to give a certain amount of, of proteus, a certain amount of, of, of personal attention. If you come into a situation that one child gets more than the other, explain it. But if the child says that she gets, she gets a lot and I get nothing, then, then she's right. Then that's how the other children are right. Absolutely right. It's not the end of the world if a
0: child is jealous. It's also normal. Don't expect to become a of the children. No. And if the child, the other child, are a little bit jealous, and you explain that he's still jealous, fine, let them be a little bit jealous. They grow up, they will understand the situation, as long as you explain it. Even the truth doesn't come true now. And there's a certain, after it's a child. But as the child grows, will grow together with the two, They will know that really she's been just as scared as the other child. It's nothing wrong if A child is a little bit naturally jealous. Nothing wrong with it. I would, before I answer your question which I don't have an answer for your question your question is a real question but I would like to suggest something yes, once the, the, Briscoe, the name of the Briskarov Briskarov said to somebody why don't you learn why don't you become a man why are you working tonight or making money for? what's going to be with you?" I, I work for my child my child is not working for my child I my child so Briskarov said let me, the child. let me see already the child because when your grandfather was asked what are you doing for you said I'm working for my child until the child grew up he started working for his child And new father worked for his child you working for your child Where's the child, which everyone is working on it? Do you see a very interesting thing? We had a seminar here. For two, three days, we're listening to everything. Finally, you heard so much. We're making here the last session, a workshop. We want to give an opportunity to come and ask and bombard us with questions. You were wrong here, you were wrong here. Explain yourself here, explain yourself We didn't speak anything about children. <laughs> we didn't speak anything about the children. We were speaking about our self-development. We were speaking about the self-development. All of a sudden, we're sitting down, Nobody has any questions about what you heard for last year. days. Well, you dummies, you heard so much, and you, there's nothing more to ask about it. But all we're asking is about our children, our children, our children. You are also a child, Baruch Hu. How about you? Not that I'm ignoring the question of your child, but how about you? You are also children. Isn't it some relevant question to you? And by the way, if we're going to have questions about ourselves, and we're going to take our act together, you wouldn't have any questions about your children. Because we are the role models for our children. You know why we have so many questions about the children? Because they have no role models. They haven't got parents at home. But when we start, today everyone takes a course in parenting. Cause in parenting, take a cause being a man. Cause in parenting, parenting is a natural thing which Hashem B'chu gave you. You're a natural parent. Be a man. You're gonna be a parent. Then, no, no, nobody becomes a man. We need a cause how to bypass my menschheit, and I have to be an artificial parent, an artificial educator, special ed, all kinds of special things. And all the questions always pop up from below. But we are not ready actually to change. I didn't try to be anything personal, but this is managed the common dominated all over where we go. When we give people opportunity to ask questions, the questions always come up from the symptoms, never from the root. This is the outcome. This is the cause and effect. You ask questions from the effect side. Let's go to the cause. Let's see some questions. Now, That all the special about is one for you to need a seminar for that himself. But I think, and this will be the answer in general for all our problems with our children, we are enthused parents. When there is a home where this happiness and simcha enthusiasm between husband and father and mother and Yiddish God, you should know, I promise you, 90% of our Chinuch problem is solved. Because if all you could instill in a child, excitement, be a bubbling child, a bubbling Jew, a living, a a child. He has no problems with friends, doesn't want to sleep over, doesn't, doesn't mind if he's being teased, he could deal with the situation, just be, and let me tell you one thing, I, I, I don't want to speak personal. My father, all his life, was a very busy man. Was involved in and working very hard, very hard. He didn't have that much. He did, he did give a lot of time for us learning Shabbos and used to get me up 4 o'clock in the morning. And this year's fine. But he wasn't that friendship. that wasn't that social with us. He was very strict. And, very, and my mother, we went through a lot and a lot of children and sufferings and traveling and traveling and traveling. We didn't have this nice stable home for years, tranquility. We didn't have it. Just Hashem didn't allow to have it. We were moving around and all around. But one thing we did have, we were very proud Jews. Do you know, in my parents' house, in my parents' home, they should live to 120, we never heard a complaint. There was no money, there was heart struggling, my sister got polio, and we had to live. For three years, my father was alone here with a little baby, we lived alone with my mother, with seven children and eight, years old suffering. And we never heard a complaint from my mother or from my father. We went to the hard. I got married. I got three shirts. I got absolutely nothing. Nothing. I got married like the poorest child, and I was poor. I came home from Canada after I got married. We had some two hundred eighty-five dollar cash gifts presents, and I got an apartment eighty-five dollar rent, and I had nothing in my hands except to drive his last, and had to become a truck driver to make a living. And I gave it to my wife, and says, my wife, you know, you. Stretch out the story as long as you can. I don't know when I'm going to be able to bring the next salary. But was I, anyway, complaining? Was I complainful? Was I debating, will she have children? Can I support them? Why not? My father never told me, have Bitochen. I saw a home of Bitochen. I saw a home never of complaints. I saw a home that money was never a discussion. We have it or we don't have it. So it was a very healthy, healthy ground. So I don't care what, what other kids had. We were very... St- Sound strong, confident, because they're so confident parents. The situation never crushed the home. The home was almost vibrant. A Shabbos table was a Shabbos table. It was never discussed. Materialism was never. There was never issue if you have, if you don't, know why you dress and how you dance, what you get. This thing it was never. There was never on the table a discussion about money, about style, about clothes, about vacation. There was never anything. And that was the basic of you Khinaf, know, and that's what we have to bring in, in ourselves. Because when we are enthused with positive thinking, with positive, thinking, that's what the children get. The children automatically they could they could throw away all the influence that you have on the street. Any question on this side on the Yes? Yes. The bad, the bad guy, according to that, is not suffering. It's Rosh Hashemitevla. The, the bad guy got his way. Again. See, the Tsariq has to sit in his and has to sit in 18, years, 18 hours that he has to learn. And he's been passed. left learning, got off, he's been pushed to learn more. And the Rosh Hashemitevla, he goes gambling, he goes to the disco, he goes he has enjoying himself. So, why should it be like? That was
1: that? your question. <laughs> That's more or less. It's more like if my relationship is a marriage, if I want my wife to be good at it Can I answer this question, Rabbi would you allow me? Go ahead, go ahead. I don't think I'll do justice to the question, but Rabbi Talbot will answer you, but let me tell you my, my impression. The question, this, the question of Tzaddik Veraloy, is a question that Mashir Benu asked, a question that, um that asked, the Chavakok asked, and it's a very, it's a question in in, 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 creation. That we see evil people are rich and happy, and, um, and the good people are suffering, etc, etc. This question, in my, I'm talking my own personal life, this question is by me, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a religious Jew, Baruch Hashem, it's a question out of the books. It's a question out of the books, because the books say that the bad people enjoy life, and the good people suffer in life. And I believe the books, I know it's a question. In my own personal life, I never have this question. I don't even understand the question. Because the what I see, the suffering in our generation that the bad people go through, they have no life. They have no family life. They have no enjoyment. And the good people that I know, they have families and they have life. They have all beauties. They, they, they enjoy it. Don't, I don't see it. I personally don't see it. I believe it. I, don't, I personally don't see it. I want to tell you a little story of a father, which is my own self. I was going to my little boy, the same boy I mentioned before when he was, he was five years old. And we were in Ofakim with Israelis, and we lived outside. We lived, you know, on the side with the religious people. And one time, I took him to the Merkaz, to the to the center of the town in Israel. Especially today, the America they have a little bit, but in Israel, especially, everyone's sitting outside, and they're, they're non-religious, as, as the non-religious are sitting and drinking and talking. And I never noticed it because I, I'm more in the world. But he was a child. First time he was expo- exposed, and he asks me a question. He says, "Tati, l'amukulam tochkim? Why are they laughing? Why are they all so happy?" Why are they all laughing? A child asks the father, and I'm telling you, spontaneously, without thinking, I said because they're sad inside. I said, I said you know, just spontaneously. You know why they're laughing? Because they have to cover up. They're broken. They're full of jealousy. They have no enjoyments. They have no enjoyments. I think, I don't know, I, I was never, I'll tell you the truth, I was never non religious. I believe, in my theory, I think that a non religious person never enjoyed a meal. I really think so, because when I come home, when I come home and I'm dead hungry, you know why I'm dead hungry? Because I passed by six restaurants. I went to Tel Aviv and I did a lot of things, but you can't eat here, can't eat here, you can't eat here, can't eat here. And if my wife cups me up a tomato, it has a thousand time in it. There was never something so delicious, and I appreciate her, and she appreciates me, and I have this one in, one in my life, and, she, and I want her life, and I have a supper. And have no ourselves to eat. And we live a wonderful life. The the Russia He never ta- he never enjoyed a family. He never enjoyed food. He never enjoyed children. I, I I to ask in our generation a question why the evil people are enjoying themselves and the, and, and the good people are suffering. In our generation, not not my I, I believe it's like that. Now just because you see him walking in the street with a girlfriend, that doesn't mean he's happy. Because he is eating himself up, because his friend's girlfriend is is, is nice. Excuse me, excuse, excuse it. He eats himself up. He's a he's a wreck. He's a nervous wreck. He has no enjoyment of life. He has no enjoyment of life. Can I put it better? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to tell you what Torah. The Gemara says there are three that the more the, the older they become, they become stronger. This, the, they become, all they become stronger. Nochosh, Dag, and Chazir. A snake, an older snake is hard, stronger. An old fish is very hard. That's what Gemara says. And a Chazir, the older he becomes, the stronger he becomes. Why these three? So I was once learning that for you. I mean, I read this Gemara. So Spanish time, I said, you know why, everybody, I'll tell you why. All enjoyments, all enjoyments, Really, we think enjoyments give us power. Enjoyments really take, our, take away our, our take away our health. There are three in the world that have no enjoyment. The snake, he eats offer. All he eats is earth. He has no enjoyment. The fish, all drinks his water. The Gemara says water has no taste. has no enjoyment. The chazir, he eats so much, he has no enjoyment. <laughs> he has no enjoyment in this life. The chazir has n- never enjoyed anything in his life. All he does is press. I don't think that, that, that today we have a problem of Tzaddik I really don't think so. And the Tzaddik answer. Why is
0: it? Okay, that's, that is too long. To answer it now again in this question, we have only 15 minutes more to go. We had uh, discussed it in this morning session, it lent, and there's a whole safer for that. If you read the book Darkness Before Dawn, and all I'm only going to repeat myself again, which is important to remember because we have to be practically realistic. <coughs> The Ramchal brings down in his Sefer Das Tavu noise. That the closer we get to Mashiach, more and more it's going to be Tzadik Veraloi Rosh HaV'Toy We discussed this last night when we spoke about Bitochen. There was 2,000 years where Hashem was relating to us the Giluponim. He showed himself. You're going to be good, you're going to get a candy, you're going to be bad, you're going to be smacked on your face. At that time was the era of tzaddik vetoivloi, roshav You did a mitzvah, you got your candy, you got an invader, you got, you got you smacked on your face. It was the era of introduction, which I explained last night. It was the era of chinoch, we were nishanach, who relates to us. Our life is a cause and effect. That's built our muna, and we got, we graduated that. But then started coming that Emoisa Mashiach, now you have to prove that you really got the message. Now when you go to school, and you want to get graduate, you want to become a doctor, or whatever you want, or you want to come a rosh Hashiva, In the beginning, you're being encouraged, you're being supported, you're being helped. They tell you how good marks you did. they the function of inter, help me inter, they help you. You should make better marks. They encourage you. That's a giluponim. But when it comes to finals, they make you test, they make you sweat, and they, they, and they trap you. And if when the moysa Mashiach comes, Hashem goes to hiding. And I asked the response: What is hesterponim? I know Hashem is there. I said the Holocaust is the biggest proof Hashem is there. But it's a It's a Now you have to prove who you are. Do you really know Hashem? Do you really find Hashem? That's a Sadiq v'raloi. And Rambam says the closer we get to Mashiach, it's going to be the epitome of Sadiq v'raloi. Now, why it has to be? That's explained at the end. But they're going to give just one little added add, add to it. We don't come close to the previous generations, as we explained. But one thing. We, we are very, maybe, in this respect, we are greater. The fact that, having a the mamina, keeping Shechonorah with the simplicity, at a time when I went through a Holocaust, and going through a Holocaust, see what's going on, totally confused, and say, Hashem, I believe you, and I'm not gonna move away, that's godless of, absolute godless of Amunah in And obviously to that, you have to pay the price Hashem is concealing, is hiding. So if Hashem takes away everything from you, and let me see, are you still clinging to me? Are you still holding it into me? That's the greatest of it's a gift to us that Tsadiq virala. Now is it really Ra? Yes, it is Ra, but it's only very very momentarily. How much is it Ra? A very short time until you die, until Mashiach is gonna come. That's the birth pains. A woman is labor pains. She's a tzaddik for alloy. How many people pay millions of dollars? She should witness a labor pains. She should experience labor pains. But when she gives birth to a child, there is labor. When we give birth to ourselves, we give birth to Mashiach, latest Heavenly Mashiach, it comes with tzaddik for alloy. And the fact you feel it, and you're proud of it, that's the tzaddik. And if you feel it really, we could take the rap.
1: Everything, every time I said is, I, I, just, I just want to, I, I'm an action. You know what action is? I'm very, I'm very stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> I, want, I want to repeat my point. You should know we find the Torah discusses tzaddik Virali Russia tzaddik Virali Russia v'tobli. This discussion, I think, is one percent of the Torah Ninety-nine percent of the Torah does the exact opposite. Im Shamoya then you will have in your life. to then you'll have trouble. Now, I I, I believe that in this world even in the situation that we have you must etc., etc. There is a situation of 99% of tzaddik v'toiv Russian or There is a certain amount, you see the opposite. Now, just like a, a person like yourself, like myself, you have a toothache. And when you have a toothache, all you think is about a toothache. Do you know how, you know how precious eyes are? Do you know how precious ears are? Do you know how precious a mind is? Do you know how, do you know how many things are good about us? but all we think is about two things so when we say we, we see a certain amount of suffering by a, by a tzaddik so we become all alarmed but, the, but, the, but we, we should not forget that in everyday life and I'm telling you this with, 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 the, with the complete achrayis I'm telling you personally and myself personally everyone sitting here if you'll keep the mitzvahs if you'll daven well you'll have a beautiful life you'll see it you'll have a beautiful life if you ask Hashem ala for Parnassah, you'll have Parnassah. If you do mitzvahs, you'll have beautiful children. This is today relevant to every everyday life. And if you'll be wicked, you're going to have Tzorahs. And this is fact. We do find a certain percent that some people who we see that they are big tzaddik, and they are really big tzaddik, and have problems, it's a kasha. And on this kasha, libraries were written. But this is not the regular pattern of life. The regular pattern of life. Try it. <laughs> Hashem swears to us. Taste and see how good I am. Make, make, you keep communication with me. You keep on talking to me. You keep yourself out of You'll see how beautiful I am to you. You'll see how wonderful your family is. You'll see how wonderful life can be. Hashem promised it to us. And it's true. It's true. We see it every day. We see it every day. I don't want to bring stories. We see it every day. 99% of tzaddikim have a much more beautiful life. There is a certain percent of kashis, like the Holocaust, etc., etc. And of these kashis, Rebbe Zil is telling us that we have the nisyonis, and this is the, the, the it's, it, it's, it's like, it, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, 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 like schnapps. If, if, it, if it's, if if it doesn't burn a little bit, so, so it's, 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 it's tam So there's a certain amount of nisyonis. But this is not the regular pattern of life. So someone says, well, I, you know, you know, it's true, but I don't want to dive in too good, because if I'll dive in too good, I'll be a salak, and I'll be a salak, I'll be in trouble. That's not true. That's not true. If you'll be at tzaddik, it'll be good. You'll have a beautiful life. You'll have wonderful children. You have a wonderful wife. You'll see how things will be good for you. And if you don't tap into Hashem, things will be bad. And this is the truth of life. The truth of everyday life. Everyone here knows it. When I talk to Hashem, when I'm good to Hashem, like Hashem is good to me. And everything Hashem says is true. They're honest serious, They're all and these questions have to be explored, have to be answered. And everything we heard from Rebbe Tauber and we see on all this farm, this is true. But that's not the pattern of life. The pattern of life is: be good, you'll enjoy it. And those people out there, you see them smiling, you see them laughing. Take it from me, and you know better than I do. They don't enjoy life. They have nothing. They're they're, they're, they're you call. Look, look how many. What percentage today of Americans go to psychologists, Psychologists. And what percent goes to psychiatrists? And what percent of suicides? And what percent of divorces? Look at the Go out in the street. enjoying life. <laughs> life.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It may sound like playing, rather than a Shhh. question. No. It's question of
1: very often I see that actors within the former world appears to me
0: be more of a, a minute issue. When it comes to
1: the business it's dog eats dog across the board. We don't
0: support each other we don't
1: we'll open a business, same business, next door, mom, is
0: gone. No office. How do we deal with that? That, that eats me up about ourselves sometimes. Yes. <laughs> 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 I haven't got enough time
1: to answer. So <laughs> I want to tell you if everybody would answer, he would answer one way. If I would answer, I would answer another way. I believe that's the exact. No, no, there's no actors. <laughs> There, there is actus, Baruch Hashem, there's really achdus between us, really achdus, but you know, actus means if two, two, two come together. But I really think that what you're saying, the same as I said before, even though it's a completely different issue, completely different issue, when, when we see two businessmen argue and scream, etc., etc., we see, we see the resha and we see there's no actus. You don't see how many religious Jews give away business and give away money and give away etc., 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 for actors. You don't see it because it's normal to you. Again, like I say, if you have a toothache, you don't see how beautiful your eyes are, how beautiful your ears are. Now what you're saying is something that has to be explored, and it shouldn't be, it's, we should be better, etc., etc. You have no idea how many parnasas people give away. You'll never know how many parnoses people give away to be nice, not to harm, not to chabber people. When you see someone doing something wrong, so, I, I, I want to tell you a very little, little story. When I, when I came here to Israel, when I first came here to Israel, I was, this was 30 years ago, I didn't, know, I didn't know Khilo anymore. Here in America, it doesn't like that. I remember I went on a Sheirut. I went on a Sherut, and there was a whole fight there. There was one person who, who didn't know. Who came first? There was a whole fight there. And I was in Yeshiva and they were fighting, screaming. It was late at night, one third, less Sheirut. Who has the place? So one fellow says to the other, he says to me, he's religious, ask him, hey, who are you shakir? He, the first time I heard this, he says, he's religious, who are you shakir? Whatever it is, I, I was smart enough to not to mix in, even though I knew, I knew who was saying the truth, I said, I I wasn't here, I didn't say anything. And afterwards, I was sitting next to this guy, I was chutzpah I was when I was young, not like today. So I said to him, datilomu shakir? Datilomu shakir? I said, is it good to say lies?" lie? He says, no. I said, lamatalo datilomu shakir? So why aren't you religious? You gave me such a compliment What I mean to say When you see a religious person Who, who, is, not, who, who is not honest There's something wrong here Which means that you are actually saying That, by, that, that usually the religious per- people Are honest, are kind, there, And when it doesn't happen Why is it like that? And that's the truth. The truth is 99% that the religious people are honest and are good. And when it happens, he shames us all and we blame all of us and we say all the Yiddish people are going to love him. And it's not true. It's not true. It's freak to see a Yiddish person act like that. And it shouldn't be. And what you're saying is right. And Rabbi Tal will probably explain it to you better. No, no. I will just say
0: only one word. There's not, the problem is not this lack of achdash. The person has no achdash with himself. I said, I said once the couple who were fighting each other said to the wife listen the problem of us the same Jew the same we could see that he could fight his, his, his competitor like doggy dog like you said before but the same Jew will give unbelievable sedocable support one or twenty other families with him. so what's going on he a, has a problems with himself he has no with himself so what is the solution the solution is he should work for himself the solution is you have to have seminars you have to get peace and calm with yourself you find yourself that automatically you queued everything. You also want to ask a question. Take the last question. You want to ask a question, this uh, this lady? You want to ask something? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yes. i take one last question. We have to... Fi- I think Rav Shemshin answered that because in the old days, not too long ago, we give time. We give time to ourselves. I said a seminar, we need a seminar just to give time to ourselves. People give time, yes. People gave time. A Friday night table was time. Nothing was rushing. Everything was, time was given. When parents give time, grandparents give time, the Rebem give time, you could discuss. That's a seminar in himself. You don't need it. Today, we have never time. We never have time. Yes, but what is discussed Friday night? all the things which you couldn't discuss the whole because we had no time so you have to fill it in okay so what, what, what I suggested today make time husband and wife have a sheet together positive communication produce positive time with each other produce positive time with your child then you would not need seminars because you're going to make your own seminars all what we need is to recapture ourselves we should be we should be in census with ourselves we should be aware of what's going on with us I think we
1: have to close Hashem should help that's we should make a kiddush on Shemayim.